Hello, this is Mike Bird, uh, CEO at Social Garden, here with the Education Marketing Leaders Podcast. I'm very happy and privileged to have the wonderful Ty Hayes here today, um, the CMO at Curtin University. Welcome, Ty. Thanks, Mike. Good to be here. We'll just dive straight into it. Tell us uh, a bit about your time at Curtin so far. And you know, I know you guys are pretty well known for the customer first model that you've been implementing since you've been in the CMO chair. Yep. Um, how long have you been at Curtin? When did you kind of switch that model and how's it all going? Sure. Uh, yeah, so I've been at Curtin for about seven years um, and in the CMO chair for four years. So I had a number of different roles before then, but CMO role, I guess I've got responsibility for global brand positioning and student acquisition um, across online and offline channels and we enrol about 50,000 students. And in some ways, I guess in the customer-centric or customer-first model, we've been, some some areas of the team have been customer-centric for a while. So yeah. <laughs> within the team, I've got a future students um, kind of outreach team that go out to high schools, they do three or 400 events and they're engaging one-to-one or one-to-many every day. I've got an inbound contact centre that are, you know, handling over 30,000 inquiries. <laughs> so they've always had a customer-first mindset and always tailoring their presentations, their advice to meet the needs of the customers and then feeding that back to the team. But from a marketing communications perspective, um, that's where we really needed to focus and that's kind of been a journey over the past three years. Sounds like the kind of customer first piece was mostly the offline piece or is that kind of been the focus is to transition that kind of view into... Yeah, into online and marketing comms and yeah, across across all different channels really, so. Cool, and so what's some of the changes yeah. you've kind of made so far to move towards that model. Yeah, and the starting point was getting a deeper understanding of our customers. Good yeah. place to start. <laughs> so, you know, we did some kind of traditional journey mapping and qual research about three years ago and came up with our personas, nine different personas for undergrad and postgrad yeah. in the domestic front. So that gave the whole team a richer understanding of what the motivations were and what the differences were and how those personas applied to different faculties and products. What was the kind of process around the, the qual research? Um, so we engaged a research agency that did a number of uh, interviews, so deep dive kind of one-to-one interviews, and yep. then they corralled that into the journey mapping of the pains and gains and what the experience was like from inquiry up to enrolment, yep. working out the moments that matter and, and the motivations mm-hmm. of the different students. So that that was really useful. Um, you know, we ended up with different personas around... Um, you know, science buffs or parent pleasers or career changes. <laughs> I'm sure many universities have many similar uh, personas, but it was a good starting point. We then started building them into our briefs, so, you know, making sure our advertising agencies were aware of them and started honing and refining our messaging um, in the advertising to our different audiences. Uh, and that was, I guess, the first shift. But it was also about setting a vision in the team. You know, we had to set the vision of what does customer-centric mean to our marketing team and and some of that was about making sure the whole team was getting in front of customers. So, you know, helping out at open day, being volunteers, attending different information sessions, speaking to customers and getting a better understanding. And we also changed our advertising mix. So once we got the briefs, we've kind of stopped doing TV about 18 months ago. It's a, uh, some, some would say that's a big call, but, yeah. you know, when you look at um, the way that kind of cons- media consumption is changing mm. and the type of way you can have an actual meaningful conversation with a person, it's very different to the opportunities that existed 20 years ago yeah. where, you know, we see particularly across all kind of key segments, but particularly the undergrad market where, you know, their hands appear to be glued to their phones um, and a huge amount of that time is being spent on social. Mm -hmm. And as you say, each kind of different prospective student has a different um, 
perspective on what's important to them and yeah. why they're sitting in particular. That's right. So being able to segment out those different um, audiences and making sure that mm. you're kind of communicating about what's important to them. While that opportunity didn't exist 20, 30 years ago yeah. because the media consumption wasn't there, yeah. it clearly does today. And so far it's, it's, it's worked well. Uh, but the other thing we did is started looking at our tech stack. So, you know, we shifted the advertising, but then it was how do we nurture those, um, those feature students throughout their journey. So a big part of that was implementing a marketing automation system about 18 months ago, and that's, that's been all about delivering more personalised communications, improving the customer journey, and increasing our conversion rates through that more relevant targeted um, brand and course messaging throughout that journey. It's really been transformational in, in what we've done. Yeah. It's been, um, we've enjoyed, I mean, we've worked with you guys on that piece and like as far as um, kind of client relationships, I feel like you guys have done an incredible job at kind of agency stakeholder management Yeah. and like when um, when you guys won the uh, marketing team of the year and then yeah. sent us through that certificate, I can assure you that there was just a little bit of pride on every person that works in our marketing automation team's face. Probably the mindset we always take that our agencies are part of our team. You yeah. know, we wouldn't have won that award without you guys and... I think the training and the expertise that you provided helped us get out of the block so much quicker than we could have on our own and it's fast-tracked us you know, immensely to where we are today. So yeah. that was fundamental. Um, and so, so slow and steady planning or more of a test and learn approach? Or? Uh, it's actually been a combination of the two, I'd say. Uh, we set the vision three years ago to become more customer-centric, but then we've been focusing on different elements and kind of had different sprints at a different cadence to execute those. So, you know... The briefing and the advertising was one layer and then we've looked at the personalised communications, the marketing automation was the next tranche or the next yep. sprint. But then we focused on the bigger picture. So what, what's at the heart of universities is our products and how do we bring more customer centricity into our product mix. So more recently, just last year, we ran a course as the Future Hackathon and that brought in current students, alumni, industry, uh, industry participants, as well as academic staff, professional staff, our agency partners. And that was a day and a half um, with some introduction to uh, design thinking. We had a lean course canvas. We had some overviews from academics on different pedagogies or ways to stack courses together. Yeah. But then the teams had to form and come up with you know new courses that would meet the future skills and future needs of, of students in the future. And that was fantastic. You know, we had nine different ideas coming out of that, from you know masters in emerging tech to different. Uh, first year courses that give students a taste of you know different career paths a range of different ideas and the winning idea was actually a uh, a MOOC idea around oh, yeah. infographics or informatics and that is something that's been taken up so we we had results from that which is excellent so you know I'm trying to bring the university on along the journey to be customer centric um, not just marketing and that was a good starting point um, for some rich conversations in that space. It's an interesting kind of idea where that can kind of, because the kind of see the marketing function a lot of the time is that kind of first touch point a lot mm. of people will have with the brand yeah. um, and being able to translate that through the rest of the organization is yeah. like pretty awesome. Yeah. Particularly when kind of courses and I think, have you found that that's also helped you from a recruitment and kind of employer brand piece? Because I would have thought just like even being in your office at the moment and seeing that you've got kind of sprints and stuff all set up and it feels like an office, a little bit like a tech company mm -hmm. or in talking about agile and, and yeah. on that sprint kind of methodology yeah. and hackathons. Have you found that that's helped you like find and retain good yeah, talent? Absolutely. I think our turnover is really low. <laughs> yeah. Um, surprisingly low and 
but at the same time we bring in whenever we do advertise highly competent and capable individuals and I think it is around setting the culture and the you know the vision for the team to be agile to be innovative to be customer centric to be best practice or next practice marketing and you know we started hackathons three years ago we've done one every year um, we've had amazing results from each of them we started agile marketing uh, about 18 months ago and we've seen phenomenal results from that and we've just restructured the team and got some exciting new teams and roles from account-based marketing growth hacking ux so we're really now looking at what what does the future hold and how do we you know implement next practice and and take curtain on the journey to the future yeah it's exciting kind of it's exciting time. i mean it's a universe the reason i we obviously do a lot in the university sector and the reason i like it is because it's got kind of unusual challenges mm. that typically you don't see in other markets where they've often the universities often have a ton of brand awareness yep. heaps of data <laughs> heaps of challenges as far as accessing and kind of activating yep. it sometimes there's legacy thinking that can kind mm-hmm. of slow things down but i think if you can kind of get the right combination of people and technology and just kind of get it as you said before getting the right vision in place so people yep. get enthusiastic about the journey everyone's yeah. kind of going on yep. um but then biting it off into those measurable steps that kind of it's a great market to work yeah. in generally yeah. and so what do you um see as kind of the role of marketing now from kind of an end-to-end student engagement perspective yeah we're playing more in that space i think originally our remit was to drive first preferences so all the people that put curtain as number one in their tisk choice and we've been successful at that we've got over 50 percent market share in the domestic market but you know, as competition intensifies, uh, universities aren't just interested in who chooses, but who then enrolls and who retains and, you know, who stays at the university. So through the implementation of, you know, the tech stack and marketing automation and the executive seeing the power of that in terms of the personalised communications, through collaboration with other areas in student services and admissions and building partnerships and relationships with them, we've now got this opportunity to, you know, stretch our role into um, further into the customer journey. So we've been working on nurture and um, different communications that, that move beyond first preference into application, into enrolment and up until, you know, first semester um, to make sure that we retain those students. So working in partnership with other areas like Curtin International and admissions to streamline and, you know, continue that personalised communication not just let it stop at first preference. Yeah, totally. I think a lot of people, when they think of kind of marketing automation, they really think of um, email marketing. Yep. And really the, a lot of the kind of value that gets extracted from these platforms is being able to sync up the audience data and the personas you mentioned prior mm-hmm. and push those as custom audiences back into platforms like Facebook and Instagram. Um, and now even Snapchat has just come out with their own kind of custom audience feature. And yep. I'm sure that will be on... Um, while you can do it manually from platforms like Salesforce, Marketing Cloud and Marketo, that's kind of, we're expecting to be able to see that be able to be pushed in in real time. And obviously that can help even when you're looking from a retention perspective, Mm -hmm. being able to kind of control some of the conversation or kind of distribute the right kind of content for recently kind of recruited students. So they make sure that, you know, at the end of semester one, they're proud to be a Curtin University Mm -hmm. student. Mm -hmm. um, And you're kind of reminding them of for their, you know, segment or whatever it might be, what was the reason that they yeah. um, enrolled in the first place? Yeah. And you can have that through kind of sponsored content and, and but keeping it fresh and interesting mm-hmm. and, and most of them importantly kind of personalized yeah, as well. Absolutely. So what do you think are kind of the key challenges that are, that universities are facing at the moment as far as kind of getting this kind of customer first mindset in place? 
Yeah, I think you touched on some of them before. So many of them are internal. Uh, so there's organisational silos between different departments. There's legacy systems. There's this endowment effect where we've been so successful always doing what we've always done that how can we um, do things dramatically different? Uh, it's not always as, as, as an intense focus as it is in startups. So, you know, typical disruption where they look at pain points and, and how to enter a market in a different way or a more agile, more customer first way is difficult for universities. What we're seeing, I think, is as you, as you kind of have touched on is that you know, universities have been such a staple part of society as a whole. Um, and I think they will con- continue to be that, but I think things do need to change and they do need to become more customer-centric and focus on those kind of key outcomes. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed uh, more recently is a new sort of influx of kind of a new wave of marketing leaders in the university sector more broadly in the Australian um, mm-hmm. market. And so that's been quite interesting to see how, how they've kind of come and gone. Mm-hmm. Have you found that there's been a bit of a mix in the types of people or is it the same kind or...? Yeah, I think there is a mix. You know, you're seeing people come out of financial services or media and not always a, a traditional university background, even FMCG. So I think universities are looking for, you know, a different flavour of thinking and different way to approach things. Uh, but it's also challenging for some of those individuals to come into a, an institution like a university where there's so many legacy systems, the cultural differences between academic and professional, the ability to influence and make change, um, yeah, it, it can be challenging, but I think for universities to compete into the future, they do need a different way of thinking, um, a different way of tackling marketing. So I can see why, you know, some universities are uh, taking on board different executive to lead that charge. Because we're kind of even, Social Garden are even kind of in the same boat in the sense that, you know, we're really focused on the education market, but we kind of draw from, you know, um, actually surprisingly for some people, the property market. Mm. And at, at face value, they seem completely different, but... Yeah. When you kind of look under the hood and both both the business to consumer, both of them are high value products, yeah. both of them are a considered purchase over a period of time, mm. both of them have very distinct seg- segments, so mm. investor, first home mm. buyer and versus kind of postgrad, undergrad, etc. Um, and both have the challenge of the non-linear customer yeah. journey yeah. where people kind of enter the consideration process, they drop out and they yeah. come back in and how do you kind of um, manage that? conversation mm. through the process and mm. particularly when the conversation can often need to be quite different based on the segment yeah. so yeah it's interesting kind of trying to be keep, continue to be fresh and yeah. continue thinking and innovating and kind of but drawing on those other kind of markets as well and when your product is both face-to-face and digital you know the digital platforms are becoming increasingly important many universities are either partnering with MOOCs or building up their online capacities so you need a leader that has some definitely some tech capability, but also, you know, that draws from either startups or tech companies or SaaS companies that are focused on lead gen and conversion and truly understand what that experience and UX and journey is like and can, you know, help move the organisation in that direction. There are so many moving parts in these organisations that call mm-hmm. centres and service and digital and offline. Yeah. How have you kind of got everyone on the same page with that? Yeah. I think strong internal working relationships are critical and, um, you know, I try to build those within the university, but also my directors are fundamental in building those relationships. So I've been fortunate to recruit, you know, internal directors that have worked in other departments, so they've already got strong foundations and relationships, <laughs> yeah. um, which is critical. Uh, and yeah, the team's always had that collaborative mindset. How do we work together? 
to build you know this customer centric culture so the vision and culture is critical and having that from the top one example i guess where the university has come together around customer centricity is we launched a project last year called curtain connect now this was driven from properties and our student services area so it wasn't a project that i led but we were definitely involved with it and the goal and and vision behind it was to bring one central place for students to go and get the services they need. So it sounds obvious, but in universities it, it doesn't always happen and universities need to bounce between 10 or 12 different uh, you know, face-to-face channels or offices to get information on how do I switch courses or how do I enroll or you know, what are my fees? Um, yeah. That's, uh, what's the career advice I need? So a big project and undertaking, but essentially we turned what was a theatre, Hayman Hall, into this Curtain Connect, which is along the lines of an Apple store, but it's a place where students can come in and get all the advice and service they need. It's also where cool. future students now go and, you know, there's concierge at the front, they check in, and then they see the relevant specialists who are all within that building or very close by to give them that more personalised service. So that was one great example, and it, it had a vision, had the working parties and everyone working together on that. Um, I guess one of the cool things about that as well is you start seeing if these people are coming through, what are the services that are most commonly popping mm, up? Yeah. What are what are the kind of common challenges that the students That's are right. facing? And yeah. by having that kind of interface in a centralised place, you can kind of get like for like data in yeah. terms of what those kind of customer yeah. concerns are. That's right. So it's a cool way to kind of get a good centralised view, yep. cent- like centralise some of that information, and then be able to you mm. know provide really good insights. So. That's right. With um with that in mind, with the data piece, you know how how are you kind of using that data? Uh, mm. Not necessarily just with Curtin Connect, but more broadly to kind of move continue kind of the push towards the customer centric approach. Yeah, I guess from an acquisition perspective, we're constantly trying to learn more about our future students through all of their interactions with us. So so that we can provide the most relevant information to help them with the job they need to get done, which is, you know, what's the right course to get me into the career that I want? How do I get advice on that? How do I you know, apply, how do I enrol? So we're, we're constantly, you know, looking at whether they're coming to an information session, whether they're visiting our website, whether they're clicking on our ads, you know, building that profile around who they are, how engaged they are based on their interactions with us. We've got online profiling tools. We actually ask them a series of questions to understand what persona they are. Yeah. Are they a parent pleaser? Are they a science buff? What are they most interested in? And then you would give a value exchange for that. So we might then link them up with the current student, ambassador in a similar interest, in a similar course, that can then provide even more personalised service, you know, to that individual. So there's some ways from a, a prospecting or a future student point of view. So we're going, I'm going to be doing this with every um, education leader that we're interviewing for this series, but mm-hmm. what would be your kind of one piece of advice generally or one key thing that you've learned? I guess relating to this topic, I'd give you two. Uh, so the first... <laughs> The first is start with a vision and focus on the culture with your team first. So make sure that your marketing team understands what customer first is and they're living and breathing it. And then set your roadmap of what you're going to focus on to make the shift towards being customer centric. You know, do you need to fix your call center first or your digital experience or your events experience or your marketing comms or your product mix? You know, identify either where are the greatest opportunities or where you're going to get the greatest bang for your buck. Totally. Well, delighted to have you on the podcast and appreciate you taking the time to catch up with us. Always good to chat. Um, And thanks so much. Great. Thanks, Mike. Cheers.